0: Hello and welcome to another episode of 10 Podcast Lane. In this episode, we look into the crazy theory that our own moon is in fact hollow. Why or how, I hear you ask. Well, let's find out. This is the hollow moon. Okay. So I usually find a good place to start is the beginning, so let's do that. What is the moon and why is it there? Well the moon is an oblate spheroid, meaning like the earth, it is not a perfect sphere. The equatorial diameter of the moon is about 3476 kilometres, while the polar diameter is 3,472 kilometers, the difference being, well, I guess due to its oblateness. The Moon is also Earth's only natural satellite, but it shouldn't get too big headed, as it is one of 171 moons or natural satellites that are orbiting the planets in our solar system. And likewise, Earth has no reason to feel special as we are the only planet that has one moon. All the other planets in our solar systems are much more orbitally wealthy than us. Yes, I said, orbitally wealthy. Mars has two moons. Neptune has 13. Uranus, lol, has 27 moons. Saturn has 62. And finally, Jupiter ...has a whopping 66 moons. What I would call... ...a plethora of moons. The moon lacks... ...any significant atmosphere... ...magnetic field... ...or hydrosphere... ...which isn't too impressive. But it does control Earth's tides... ...which is pretty cool. And due to this... ...the moon is tidally locked to the Earth meaning the near side of the moon is all we ever see. How was the moon formed? Well, the most widely proven theory is that the moon formed around 4.5 billion years ago, give or take, due to an absolute colossal impact between Earth and a hypothesized ancient planet in our solar system called Tia. The resulting debris got caught in Earth's gravity. And hey presto, the moon was born. Just a little nerdy side note. This same theory is why scientists believe the Earth's core is larger than expected for a body of its size. They believe Tia's core and the mantle mixed with the Earth's core and mantle. And due to speculations, it formed in the outer solar system as opposed to the inner solar system. And due to this, much of Earth's water originated on Tia. I know, that's crazy, but this isn't even the conspiracy part. This is the more factual scientific part. So essentially, there are remnants of an ancient planet, both on Earth and on the Moon. A little cool side fact too. One of the earliest discovered possible depictions of the moon is a 5,000 year old rock carving. Orthostat 47. At Note in Drogheda, County Loud, Ireland. And a final, final note on the moon before we get into the guts of the hollow moon theory. Full moons change people into werewolves. That's also a fact. That's awesome. So now we move on to the good stuff. Well, to me that was all good stuff. So we move on to the better stuff. The hollow moon theory, also known as the spaceship moon theory, was first wrote about in H.G. Wells 1901 novel, The First Men in the Moon. In which a businessman named Mr. Bedford befriends Mr. Cover, who created a new material named Coverite, which is able to negate the force of gravity. And once arriving on the moon in their spherical capsule, find that once the sun rises, plants rapidly grow, and they are captured by insectoid-like monsters that take them to their underground dwellings. Hence, the first depiction. ...of a hollow moon. But more recently... ...there are studies... ...that look at different reasons... ...as to why the moon... ...might in fact be hollow. One such... ...are the craters. The moon is covered... ...in millions of craters... ...and even craters... ...inside of craters. This... ...usually explained by asteroids... ...and space debris... ...hitting the moon... Due to there never being an atmosphere around the moon to protect it... ...and no natural erosive occurrences such as wind or water. The craters stay as they are and are always visible. One strange thing people note about the moon's craters... ...are the fact that regardless of the size of these craters... ...they are always the same depth. And that is something that should never be possible as when you look at impact craters left on earth, even though there is gravity that affects trajectories and such, no two craters are the same depth. The moon's craters seem uniform in depth. This leads to the theory that there is a hard rock under the surface that prevents craters from going any deeper than they do. Some fringe thinkers believe this would not be possible to have thick rock like that below the surface due to no gravity and also due to the size of it. So some speculate that there is an iron or metal shell beneath the surface that protects the moon and also only allows the craters to go so deep. Another thing that could and again I use that term loosely support this would be the 1969 Apollo 12 mission where astronauts Commander Charles Conrad Jr. and Lunar Module Pilot Alan Bean released the Apollo 12 launch vehicle on their ascent back to the command module in an attempt to crash it onto the moon's surface. What happened was completely unexpected to all. There was an immediate seismic activity of the moon and it proceeded to reverberate like a bell for over an hour Werner Brau the then head of NASA decided to crash a bigger portion of the rocket on the Apollo 13 mission and with a bigger piece of debris came a bigger reverberation like a gong for over three hours Due to the moon's surface mainly being basalt and the fact that basalt absorbs impact well the last thing scientists expected would be the moon ringing like a bell or a gong. This is where most fringe thinkers believe their opinion of the moon being hollow like a bell is supported. Then in July 1970, two prominent Russian scientists, namely Mikhail Vasin and Alexander Sherbakov, published an article in the Soviet journal Sputnik entitled, Is the Moon the Creation of Alien Intelligence? The theory, proposed by the two experts, ...offers arguments that would explain the countless enigmas surrounding the moon and its possible creation. In publishing this article, the two scientists raised numerous questions about the moon and its formation... ...which no other scientist at the time dared to ask. They proposed the theory that the moon is not a natural satellite... Formed as earlier presented in the episode, but instead is a planetoid that was hollowed out many millennia ago in the farthest reaches of the universe by super advanced civilizations, possessing a technology far superior to ours, even today. They continued by adding that the moon was preserved by the hull like inner shell in addition to a reconstructed outer shell of metallic rocky junk. And eventually, this enormous craft was steered through the cosmos and finally put in orbit around our planet. Clearly, this theory was then, and even more now, is considered to be absolutely preposterous but the two scientists didn't just talk about it and actually made some points that they were able to back up with scientific data. Justin, I hear you lament. What possible evidence could there possibly be to even entertain this idea? Well, sit back. I'm about to tell you. Vazin and Sherbakov stated that There are some lunar rocks that have been discovered to contain processed metals such as brass, the elements of uranium-236 and neptunium-237. These elements have never been found to occur naturally, yet somehow there are traces of them on the surface of the moon. Pretty gnarly, right? Uranium 236, for example, is a radioactive nuclear waste which is found in spent nuclear and reprocessed uranium. Stranger still, Neptunium 237 is a radioactive metallic element and a known byproduct of nuclear reactors and the production of plutonium. Are these remnants of a possible fuel for the massive vessel? in the article The Russian State and I quote Abandoning the traditional paths of common sense we have plunged into what may at first sight seem to be unbridled and irresponsible fantasy but the more minutely we go into the knowledge gathered by man about the moon the more we are convinced that there is not a single fact to rule out our hypothesis not only that but many things so far considered to be lunar enigmas are explainable in the light of this new theory. Also, famous Egyptian-American former NASA scientist Dr. Farouk El-Baz was quoted as saying There are numerous undiscovered caverns believed to exist beneath the surface of the moon several experiments have been flown to the moon to see if these caverns were actually real. This is also backed up, interestingly, by Apollo 14 astronaut Dr. Edgar Mitchell, who admitted that because heavier materials were on the surface, it was possible that massive caverns exist within the moon. Just a side note, that the results of these experiments have never been made public. A turret scientist, MIT's Dr. Sean C. Solomon, added to the mystery of the hollow moon when he wrote that he believed the lunar orbiter experiments greatly improved our understanding of the moon's gravitational field, presenting the frightening possibility that the moon might actually be hollow. As insane as this might seem, it would allow us to explain as to why the moon gives evidence of being so much older than our planet, and perhaps even our solar system. It would also help explain why there are three distinct layers within the moon, with the densest materials being located on the outside layer, exactly as one would expect when looking at the hull of a spacecraft. this is just a theory frowned upon by 99% of people but without a little wonder or mystery the world would be an awfully boring place and all of this is before we even get into the ties to reptilians which will come in a later episode but for now I would like to end this episode with a quote from NASA scientist Robin Brett who so eloquently put it It seems easier to explain the non-existence of the moon than its existence. And that brings us to the end of another episode of 10 Podcast Lane. An episode I had a lot of fun doing I have to say. Um, Again, super interesting. It's a theory. It's not something that I wholeheartedly believe. But, um, you know what I mean, like I said, a bit of wonder goes a long way. Um, Just a quick shout out to uh, an awesome Twitch streamer. I told him I'd give him a shout out. He uh, messaged me and he enjoyed the episode. So uh, this one is dedicated to Stuff is Stuff on uh, Twitch. Unreal Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES speedrunner. So check him out. And until next time, aim for the bushes.